Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 98 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. It was another wonderful weekend of Greyhound Race in action and of course the highlight for many would have been the success of Crafty Kokoro in the big final at Shelburne Park on Saturday night. That was the 2022 Corn Cullen Open 750 yard final and uh, it was won in great style as I said there by uh, Crafty Kokoro and we're going to speak to two members of the Divoli family um, on this week's podcast and we're going to start with um, Shane who kindly joins us and uh, firstly Shane it's hello to you and uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast thanks for having me Barry as I was saying you had your prep run at the weekend of course um, a lot of people would have been watching uh, racing post Greyhound TV and of course uh, you appeared on that so I'm sure it was um, you know even more pleasing to go on and and win the big final Um, obviously you had high hopes going into it absolutely um, I suppose like I said on RPG TV um, it, it, it was training kind of going into it. We were quietly confident. It was an excellent race. There was six fantastic greyhounds in it. Um, but like I had said before, before my, the, the pre-race interview, of the six greyhounds, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have taken any other greyhound bar the one that we had. Yeah, look, it was um, a fantastic performance, and I suppose look, we, we'll touch more on that uh, shortly. But you know, as always, when we're we're speaking to guests on this podcast, we're always interested, I suppose, and, and keen to know how it all started. And tell us a bit about your family's background within the sport, Shane. So I suppose from a very early age, uh, myself and Peter, we had no we had no other option um, but to be involved in greyhounds. Um, uh, greyhounds come from both sides of our family so uh, based on the mother Johnny McCarthy would have been a well-known trainer based in Bantier and also um, my father's father would have been Martin so he was um, the general manager at the time in uh, Galway Greyhound Stadium um, so we, they've had success down through the years they've had a number of greyhounds um, would have been well-known in the game so uh, from a very young age, on a Saturday morning, or let it be, uh, hopefully on a Sunday morning when it comes to the course, and myself and Peter were in the vans, we had no option, um, but we, we never gave out either. We, we were happy to be out and about. Exactly, and um, as, I, as I was going to say there, you know, the crafty prefix is, you know, well known now within Greyhound circles, whether it's uh, coursing or track, and, you know, you've produced some, you know, great stock over over the last number of years. Yeah, so I suppose the the crafty name would have originated from obviously the father's side. Um, his father would have had um, would have started that prefix. Um, he would have won the cha- um, the Irish Cup with Crafty Champion. I think it was back in 1954. Predominantly, I suppose it would be the mother that kind of brought the track side of things into um, in, in, in into the kennel. So her prefix would have been running at Noel's. Um, I suppose. Predominantly, we would be considered a course in kennel. Um, we, the crafty name would have been v- very well known throughout it, um, having a number of runners every single year. Uh, the mother probably didn't get the same support. We were definitely driven towards coursing, but in recent years, I suppose, definitely myself and definitely Peter after Saturday night, there is a bit of a turn um, coming that I... Um, it, we're, we are breeding more track dogs, so um, 
the crafty name, I suppose, I, I kind of went off the chart a small bit by naming a few greyhounds by odd names. Uh, Cockier Confident, obviously, would be one of them. Um, but it, it, the Divley name, I suppose, is definitely something that you're going to see more going forward in track racing. Yeah, that's what we um, like to hear, um, uh, Shane. And just in terms of, I suppose, look, um, you know, so many of our guests um, over the course of the last couple of months would have so many, you know, I suppose, wonderful memories of going along to their local tracks at a young age. And I'm sure that that's something uh, you enjoy doing as well. Absolutely. I suppose, um, obviously, our local track would be Galway. And for me, it, it deserves a lot more admiration than possibly it would. Um, even there at the moment, um, you have John, Henry and Brendan who are absolutely always accommodating. Um, you'd have Ollie, George as well known in the game. So it's they're, they're pretty much a family inside there. Um, the track is kept to absolutely immaculate conditions. Um, I see there on the calendar this year, there is a Galway Oaks. I'm, we're delighted to see it. Um, and hopefully the track can kind of get more sweepstakes. It definitely deserves it, and I suppose it's a hidden gem up here in the West that if if your dog can run Galway, it can run a lot of places, and and it deserves it deserves the quality mention that the track actually is. Yeah, very well said there, um, Shane. And um, just in terms of the operation at home, of course, uh, we all see you know the the wonderful scenes um, from last Saturday night. A wonderful interview as well, and and your man um, Noel, of course, uh, such a passionate greyhound supporter, and uh, she certainly knows the time of day. Yeah, absolutely. It was and, and no more than myself and Peter. Uh, the mother was born into it as well, so I, I suppose there's not too many of. The dogs, obviously, that are in the kennel have the breakdown of it. So the mother is the trainer, Peter is the owner, and I'm the breeder. And I suppose one man that um, wasn't seen on, on on the video, obviously, was the father. He was he, he was away on holidays. He would have loved to have been there. So it really is a it really is a family run business. We all have our uh, we all have our separate jobs. We all know what we need to do. Um, my own partner Emer will give a great help when she can, and we also have a kennel hand there that's Amy Burke. Um, so it's it's real kind of foot to, foot to the pedal everybody knows what they need to do we all give a helping hand and um, it's great to taste success and hopefully more of it to come yeah exactly and I suppose look you touched on it there such you know um, so many great people involved big family thing and that's what makes it I suppose all that more special when you do taste success that you know there's so many people involved in playing such a big part absolutely and, and I suppose especially now kind of uh, breaking the kennel down by track and course and you do need people um, a, a lot of hard work goes into it a lot of early mornings a lot of late evenings now including in the track so um, by, by no means is any kennel being run by a, a one man show um, everybody everybody has their part to play the mother is the trainer myself and Peter will give her hand the father really is the man that's managing everything at home I suppose financially is 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 the most important thing without the finance backing it um we wouldn't have it so in fairness we have absolutely fanta- fantastic facilities we've improved in a lot of stuff at home we've put in new gallops so it's kind of onwards and upwards is is the plan for uh, for the kennel great stuff and before we talk to peter just one or two other things i suppose in terms of you know standout memories since you got involved in support that has to be really really you know really up there yeah i suppose the standout memories i suppose it, it does go back to, I suppose, my previous comment in terms of the track would have been the Noel's prefix. So 
Um, the mother ran up the Oaks um, in 2005. Or, uh, I, that would nearly be one of my first memories that I can really remember. So I suppose the buzz that created around the Oaks at the time, it was on national TV, RT were out to us um, in the lead-up to the Oaks final. Um, the locals really got behind it, so hopefully that is something that um, we'll come back into the game. I, I believe the Derby is being televised this year, but more classics. Um, obviously, RPG TV have been fantastic to the game as well, especially this side of the water. Um, we travelled to Cork in 2017, if I'm right. Um, the, the mother was very proud of this one, going back to her homeland, and uh, we won the Cork Oaks with Crafty Trivago. So, um, yeah, look, very limited number of track greyhounds at the time it was more a summer run operation with the course and kicking in in um, september october so for the amount of dogs that we've had we've definitely had good success yeah exactly and look um always breeding you know fantastic um stock and i'm sure you've plenty to look forward to um over the coming weeks and coming months sam shane is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to well, I suppose at the moment we're definitely, we are breeding more. Um, at the moment, um, Cockier Confident has returned back from Dunphy's, um, so she has been mated to Pestana. This will be her fourth litter. So, luckily enough, um, luckily enough, she was able to throw a classic winner in her very first litter. She also has an Oak semi-finalist in that litter and a Category 1 finalist in, in the same litter. So, Definitely, she's got, got off to a great start. She has Droopy's Jets, which are February 21s. Um, I have a very good um, friend and customer based in the UK, Billy McMahon. So Billy has actually bought the two of them off me already. They are destined to be known of and seen. Um, I have a litter of good newses coming up out of Cockier Conference. So the Pestana litter, litter, hopefully, will be her fourth litter. The mother has also made a bitch to Droopy Sydney. Um, we also kind of um, ventured out a small bit as well, I suppose. Peter has bought into um, the Marfield Taylor line, uh, which would have produced um, Run Happy. We have a Zabby's. Uh, I, I bought my Zabby off Thomas O'Donovan. I still have Crafty Jaco, obviously, who was um, a finalist of the, the Puppy Oaks. So she's in her season at the moment and hopefully coming back. But I suppose I am very sweet on... Um, one or two personally of my own and I suppose possibly being a small bit biased but I believe it will stand out in time to come but the brother of Cockier Confident I believe is going to be an up and coming sire and that is Skywalker Canny. I believe we will all be using them once these pups start um, hitting the ground. Great stuff. We'll be uh, following um, all of those, of course, uh, with close interest and wishing you continued success um, in the, the world of Greyhound Race. Now, uh, Shane, we're, go- we're going to talk to Peter there shortly, but firstly, um, thanks uh, for joining us on the podcast. No problem. Thank you, thank you for having me, Barry. Great stuff there. That, of course, uh, was um, Shane Divoli. And, of course, we'll chat to his brother, Peter, in a brief second or two. But we're just going to have the commentary from that uh, famous victory uh, from Saturday night, the 2022 Corn Cucullin final. 2022 Corn Cucullin, the runners won Ballymac Belleville, two, Dark Ava, three, Crafty Kokoro, four, Magical Poppy, five, Balnabula Bolt, and six is Tinnock Solace. Here, coming up behind traps, the hot favourite in four, Magical Poppy. 
And racing, good start by five. Balnabula Bolt leads into the opening corner. No sign of Tinoxalis completely walked out, but it's five. Balnabula Bolt, now three. Crafty Kokoro up the inside, hits the front, and Crafty Kokoro races on by three lengths to in second. One, Ballymac Bellvolt in five. Balnabula Bolt, four. Magical Poppy is only in fourth, and has lots of work to do, but Crafty Kokoro leads down the back straight, still on by four lengths to one. Ballymac Bellvolt, Magical Poppy, two. Dark Ava starting to wind up her challenge. But it's all too late because Crafty Kokoro is surely on her way to Corn Cullen's success. She always looked a superstar. Tonight she's a classic winner. She wins the Corn Cullen by a long wide margin. In second, running on strongly perhaps, five Balnabula Bolt and Magical Poppy. It didn't happen for the favourite, but it did for Crafty Kokoro. She wins in 41-31 for Peter Divoli. Brilliant. Yeah, what a wonderful um, display from Crafty Kokoro. You might have heard that man in commentary as well before. That's the brilliant Ian Fortune. And uh, we're going to say hello to the registered owner now, uh, Peter Divoli, who kindly joins us on the podcast. And uh, firstly, it's hello to you, Peter. Morning, mate. Great to have you on. And I'm sure, um, you know, that was a very proud moment on Saturday night. And uh, I'm sure it was great to listen back to that commentary as well. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time now I've listened back to it or watched it. Um but again, look, a fabulous achievement by the whole kennel and uh, a well-deserved win for the bitch herself, I think. Yeah, without a doubt, because obviously, look, when she started off her, I suppose, racing career um, in Clanmel, that 28-42 winning performance was a, a big indication, of course, of what was to come. But I suppose the, the finishing speed um, against the, the very top company is, is something, I suppose, everyone all over the country are kind of bought into and, and they were amazed by the performances she was putting on, at you know, when she was such lightly raced. Yeah, look, I suppose we started her out fairly early. Um, Shane would have been trialling in Galway and I suppose a funny story is her very first 5-5 five to five, we made a phone call to see was the clock working because she'd done such a good run and from there then we kind of I suppose stayed working on her and decided to go to Clammel um, we had a good preparation for that stake so going down the first round we were very confident and I suppose she bombed out in the first round um, and done fastest time of the night. Um, second round, she just missed the kick, you know, inexperience under lights. Um, so she was knocked out, but we knew we had something special. Um, and I suppose there was plenty of people that knew we had something special as well. But we made a decision from day one that she was not for sale no matter what offers came. And plenty of them did come. It was hard to refuse them. But we were looking at the bigger picture. Yeah, exactly, and I suppose great to see that that all worked out um, on, on Saturday night with um, classic success. And you know, obviously, look, we we could talk for for the next you know hour about all the performances she's delivered over the course of the the last um, year or so. But in in terms of the current coup Cullen, um, you must have been very pleased with the, with the way you know she progressed through the competition. I know, I think you might have had a problem. She was she was slightly you know off off colour. I think um, at the semi final, but the way she bounced back to top form on, on, on Saturday night was was something special. Yeah, look, I suppose her very first run, the very first night in the Cornwall Cullen was her first look at 7.50. Um, so we were very, very happy with the way she ran that night. Second night, as Mom said, she did, it did take a little bit out of her. Um, so we were missing, she was caught in the line now, she was caught by a very good bitch in Tinox Solace. Um, but we knew she improved another 10 spots. Semi-final, same thing, she improved another 10 spots on the clock. 
and I suppose I was having a conversation with Shane after the semi-final and I felt she left a lot on the track as in, you know, she lost a couple of lengths at the first bend um, but she, she, she ran on strong so we knew we were in with a great shout that if she was to improve again um, in the final she kind of had to lead or be, be close, you know uh, obviously uh, Magical Poppy was doing some serious runs um, but she was bombing out, you know, getting a clear run uh, so I think the night of the final we came out with her which definitely helped and look once we hit the front you were always kind of saying what's behind you but once she hit the fifth bend I kind of knew at that stage she was she was only going further away yeah that's exactly it and of course it was a, a very busy um, Saturday for, for you uh, Peter tell our listeners of course I'm sure a lot of people see the, the lovely video that's been shared across the social media platforms but uh, you had a lot going on on Saturday yeah, busy, busy schedule, all right. I suppose two weeks before that, um, we were playing a league semi-final, which we won with Clare Goy. Um, so we kind of had a pre, pre-forecasted that it was nearly going to be on the same night. So looking off, I was chatting the managers and they tried to get it on as early as we could. I suppose six o'clock was the start in Pierce Stadium. Um, I suppose the race in Dublin was on at 24 minutes past nine. So there was no other way around it. I just had to play the first half. And literally, I suppose, the way I left Pierce Stadium was the way Kokoro went around the first and second bin. So there was a bit of an omen there, but it was great. Look, uh, I wouldn't have missed it for any 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 match, to be honest. You know, we'll say she is, I suppose, the heart and soul of the kennel. She is the star. So um, we were very happy with that. And yeah, it was busy, but worth it all. Great stuff, and of course, so it was it was kind of two famous victories so on Saturday. Two famous victories, yeah. So we won league final with Clare Galway. Lucky enough, they won the match anyways after a lift. So they they done their job, and then I suppose I suppose the boys had a few a few bets which which helped then in the celebrations, um, and then I suppose top it all off. It was my birthday on Sunday, so you couldn't really ask for a better weekend. Exactly, Peter. A weekend to remember, of course, and the bits always help as well with the celebrations, and I'm sure um, Saturday night was a bumper of a night. Yeah, I didn't see much, I suppose. We we ended up getting back to Galway late enough. I suppose the bitch took priority then, so... I suppose Sunday it was a, a Sunday session more so than a Saturday. Uh, great stuff. And just in terms of Crafty Kokoro, of course, a lot of people will have them or have her on their radar, I suppose, for the upcoming Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby. One would imagine with her finishing speed and stuff like that, you know, she could get a bit of luck. She could go a very, very long way. Um, is that her likely target? Yeah, look, she's come off fairly fresh after after the run, which is good. Um, we'll, we've been galloping her during the week she, she looked to fly up the gallop so it, it is probably the target um, yes she'll be stepping back and trip but I think she's starting to trap a little bit better so she's not turning she won't be turning too far behind them hopefully you know we, we know what she can do coming home but again with some of the dogs you know that are going to be in front of her you know you can't give them too much of a head start that's exactly it but um, you know I suppose after tasting this um, you know big race success on Saturday night um, one would imagine you must be you know so excited about the coming months and it kind of takes a bit of pressure off as well to a certain extent when a you know high profile greyhound with all the talent in the world that she has she's finally won something you know that's um, really big and you know as I said it'll be um, great going forward yeah no 100% she'd look we'll say obviously she wasn't if you look at her first couple of races in Shelburne she was giving them a country mile of a head start um, 
the more runs she got, you know, if you look at it, she ran well in the puppy stake. In the final, she was only beaten a lint by Scooby Prince. Um, she ran very well then in the Christmas Oaks. Just didn't happen in the final. Um, we kind of laid her off then, hoping that she would come in season. And I suppose that's our kind of, our, our only worry is she still hasn't come in season. So every time I suppose we run her, you know what I mean, we want to keep running her because now I suppose we haven't really... For us, we haven't seen the best of her just yet. Yeah, great, great, great stuff. We can't wait to see her back in racing action. I suppose finally, before we finish up, uh, Peter, um, you know, obviously you're really passionate about this sport as well, and it's something you you really enjoy, no doubt. Yeah, look, like Shane said, it's a, it's nearly bred into us from a young age, but we've we've stuck with it. You know, yes, we've had great success, but look, it's a great sport, both track and field. So. It's it's a close-knit community, you know, and that's, I suppose, what we like. It's very like a GEA atmosphere for me that, you know, you go to the track, if it's your local or even Shelburne for us, it's, it's any time we go to Shelburne, we hope that we have a good one going. But again, even our local track, we had a, we had a great runner there on Friday night. Um, actually, my godchild's first, first dog, so that was a nice win to start off. But again, meeting the locals, you know, going that family environment you know and even my own fiance we have a a, a a pup coming up there in the next week or two as well so it's nice to suppose maybe hopefully pass that on to our generation as well fair play Peter look we're wishing you continued success um, as I said in the world of Greyhound Racing it was great to speak to yourself and Shane today two very uh, passionate um, um, supporters of our great sport and um, as I said look it was wonderful to see TSB Grace success last Saturday night and uh, hopefully more to come Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake for all the latest Greyhound racing news check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs